Welcome to a very special episode of Eurovision Legends. Exactly five months ago, we released an episode with the most prolific composer in the entire history of the Eurovision Song Contest, the master himself, Ralf Siegel. And many of you have reacted positively to this episode and want to know more. That is understandable. A career with two dozen Eurovision entries, over 60 entries in various national finals and thousands of other songs is kind of hard to sum up in a single episode. Besides that, Ralf Siegel is working on his new musical, Zeppelin, with premiere next year in June and celebrating his 75th birthday today when we release this episode and he does this by among other things releasing an auto discography a box containing 11 albums of his greatest hits and unreleased material and a biography and he has generously donated 10 cd boxes to the listeners of eurovision legends so hang on to the end of this show to learn how you can get one in this episode, we go through his discography, focusing on the Eurovision connections. We get to hear some songs that have been sent to natural pre-selections, some songs no one has heard before, and new facts about them. Since my first episode with Ralf, he and I have kept contact, and for this show he has graciously produced an entirely new jingle for Eurovision Legends. He was also kind enough to let me name the composition, and I have chosen the name it after the composer himself. It is called Legend. Let's go! Welcome back, my dear friend, Ralf Siegel. Well, hello, my dear. It's a great pleasure. And first of all, may I say thank you to all the listeners who have listened to our first episode. I think that was great. It was number two in Sweden. Number two is great. Number one is better. But you are number one probably in the podcast show. And I really appreciate talking to me again because I enjoyed it very much last time. And hopefully we have a nice talk today. I'm sure we will. And before I forgot, happy birthday. No. Today we're going to dive even deeper into your discography than we did last time. Well, since I was a young, young man, you know, but I already in the 1970s, a friend of mine, Fred Weirich, who was a very famous producer, asked me to write a song for Adina Pop and also Adrian Wolf. And these were the old live days, you know, where the orchestra played live and I wrote two songs. But we just ended up, I think, number four and number six or something like that. And then I said, okay, I can do better. So in 1974, I uh, had this wonderful lady, Irene Shear, which uh, I wrote one of their big songs, Goodbye Mama. Goodbye, Mama. 
talked to Randy Luxemburg and the TV company, sent them the song, and they said, hey, why don't we go with Irene to Brighton? And Brighton was uh, actually my first appearance on the Eurovision with a, an English girl singing French, <laughs> German composer, <laughs> and that was very nice. But she did so well that we did Place 4, 1975. We did Peggy March, which was one of a song which I really believed in. <laughs> Churches in Frankfurt, they said, this is going to be the winner. But then Joy Fleming came along and the public jury they had, they voted for Joy Fleming. So we were number two. The second place is the worst in the, in the world. <laughs> and I know to talk about second places. And that's why I put also on my compilation album, all those famous second places we made. If we would have made it, what would have happened? Exactly. And can we go back to 1972? Because I wonder, was the song Give Me Your Love with Michael Holm submitted I'll to the national pre-selection? To tell you the truth, I wrote it on a MOOC, on an old MOOC, and uh, I sent it to Michael and he loved it and he did it. Oh, give me, give me, give me that, give me, give me, give me that, give me, give me, give me your love. Montag, Tuesday, Mittwoch, Donnerstag, Freitag, Samstag, Sonntag, Lada, give me, give me, give me. But I don't know if he sent it in. Did it on the, in the hit parade and he sang it on other TV shows, but I don't know if it was submitted. In 1976, you won with Liz Humphrey Singers with a song that Katja Epstein sang on the demo. And I wonder here, Ralf, when can we hear that version? Well, this version I really would have to try to find. It must be still in my old studio files because we wrote it on Christmas, 75, and I asked Katja the next day, can you come into the studio? We have four days to go. And the 1st of January was so-called submitting day. So one day before we did the demo and I sent it in and the jury picked the demo, but in the end decided they don't want Katya, they want Les Humphrey singers. Les Humphrey singers in those days were very successful. <laughs> I would have preferred really Katya Epstein to sing that song because uh, she was always one of my favorite singers. How come you have a gap for two years after Les Humphrey singers? To tell you the truth, I have to think about it and I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't know, probably I was so frustrated that we came in 16th with Les because we were very sure that we did do well, but we didn't, you know. 
1979, you came both first and last with two theatrical acts. Yeah. Uh, and Genghis Khan won, as we all know, and Gebrüde Blachos came last. Ein Blick sagt mehr als jedes Wort, das ein Verliebter sagen kann. Drum lass ich nun die Worte fort und blick die nächste Strophe lang. That was a very stupid uh, idea for me, but I loved it because it was said, a view says more than a thousand words. In the second verse, the singer only looked without talking. You know, a look, uh, a look or a view. Uh, means more than anything. So he only looked and it was just fun. Nobody voted for it. I would not even have voted for it. I did it just for fun. <laughs> Sometimes you do crazy things you have to do just because you enjoy it, you know. And so I just sent it in for fun. I sang it myself like all the demos I'm singing. Jury said, but your song Chinggis Khan is also in. I said, yes, the group can sing the song. I said, yes, but there was no group. <gasps> As I said, I also did this demo myself. I always do demos. Do you still have those demos? That's a good question. You know, this is 40 years ago, and I moved with my company quite a few times, and I would love to have them. I have to look up if I find those demos, and I have to try, but I'm not sure if I ever find the demos again. In 1980, you won with Katja Epstein, but also came second with the song Pan, sung by Costa Cordalis. Yeah, it was very curious because we had so-called three votings and on the first voting Costa Cordalis was leading and then on the second vote voting also Costa was leading and I was in the back still with my gloves, my so-called clown gloves, my white gloves and with Katja and I said, Katja, there's a third Uh, third, uh, how do you say, uh, result coming. He said, no, go in, go out, say hello to Costa, greet him. I said, Katja, I know we're gonna win. I said, how do you know? Go out and congratulate him and kiss Costa. I said, I may we have to kiss you. <laughs> Three minutes later, the new result come and then Katja was ahead of Costa and Costa was uh, crying. In the end, it was great because I, I fought myself for the first and second prize. Masati. Was ich nicht habe, was hat sie, was hat sie, was hat sie, was hat sie, was ich nicht habe, was hat sie, was hat sie, was hat sie. This is a song I specially wrote for Katja because Katja is those kind of tough lady. And she was married to a guy which was also at those days a so-called uh, actor. 
and they always had a few quarrels, you know, and all those things. And she's she's just fantastic, you know. If somebody says no to her, she says yes. Or if you say yes, she says no. And but then suddenly this song goes about a, a lady that her friend has, and you know, what she got that I ain't got, you know. Yeah. And it was typically good for her. <laughs> but I wrote especially so-called on the body, on the personality, to the personality. She plays with you like with a toy, and you stand there and swoon, and you laugh at her jokes that are bad. That's what they call midlife crisis, isn't it too soon? Well, whatever it is, it is sad. She uses baby talk and that is something you abhor. When she giggles, she sounds like a cow. To say a short and sweet my love, this woman is a bore. For the last time I ask you, tell me now. What's her bad? Why is she different? What she got, what she got that I'm not. So every year I wrote about eight or ten or twelve songs, and then considering the best seven or eight, and then I sent it into the so-called anonymous jury in those days. You know, in those days, you send in the song on a cassette, no information about the lyricist or the composer. So the jury just had to listen to it, what they liked. So I always did six or seven or eight songs, wrote them the whole year, produced the demos, and then I sent them in. And then you hope for the jury. And most of the time, there were between 600 or 800 songs sent in. And then a jury from 25 or 30 people in three rooms selected the songs. And after they selected the songs, they opened the envelope, and then they found out who was the writer. Thank God. <laughs> picked my songs, but they didn't know that they're from me or from any lyricist. Maybe by the artist, they could have thought, this could be from Ralph. So I once sent in Carol Gott, and it was sent back because I had no chance. <laughs> they knew it was from me. try to find artists which are not in direct connections with me. In 1981, you had a déjà vu and came first and second again, but but this time the winner, Johnny Blue, won a landslide. Can you please tell me about the song Mannequin you came second with? Well, Mannequin was one of the songs I wrote for the Hornets. The Hornets was a group which I liked very, very much. One of the artists was even a girlfriend of mine many years ago. And uh, guitar sang fantastic, and they, they, they were, and I loved their way of performing, loved their way. And I said, well, why don't we do a parody about mannequins? I sent it in and then the jury took it, you know, that's like a 
I always send in five, six songs, which I believe also have an international touch where people can, when they see, also understand a little bit the lyrics, because in those days everything was in German anyway. The year after, in 1982, for the third time in a row, you won the German pre-selection and got a second place. about the song Peter Pan that you got a second place with. I love that song. That Paola, you know Paola, she's such a fabulous singer from Switzerland and she had also, also already made a fifth uh, place with Bonjour, Bonjour, I think I remember. I, I knew her husband very well and we were very close friends but we never worked together. So this was also one of the cases where I said I need to make a demo to send it where nobody recognizes that it may be uh, written by me, you know. <laughs> Some people say it's stupid, but that's the way it was, you know. Since the last 10 years when I send in something, I'm not in anymore, you know, which sometimes hurts a little bit, but that's the way it is. So in the old days, they just listened to the song, they listened to the artist and said, that's good, and that was sent into the pre-final. You participated with one more song this year in the pre-selection. Do you remember which song? Blue Children's Kinder, which is one of my absolute favorite songs, which have been also in my so-called musical in Bruno for Johnny Blue, because this is one of my absolute favorite songs. And I wish I wouldn't have, would have done it in another year. It could have won. This year was probably very, very good as we were very creative this year. And as I said, uh, Blue Jeans Kinder is one of my absolute favorite songs and it wound up, I think, five or six. It actually ended uh, in an eighth place. Eight. Yeah, that's terrible. But the song is still the same. It, whenever my wife says, "What is one of your favorite songs?" That Blue Jeans Kinder and Bernd wrote a great lyric. You won Eurovision with Nicole the year after, and the song "Ambition Freedom." And let's listen to some songs you did for her afterwards. That is in this CD box.
just heard mehr als ein bisschen Frieden, ich hab dich doch liebe and dann küss mich doch. Ich hab dich doch lieb, ich hab dich doch lieb. Da, 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 da. It was a very, very big hit. I think it was one of the biggest sellers after ein bisschen Frieden. Yeah, I can believe. I love these three songs. They are fantastic. You are so nice to me. Thank you so much. Do you write songs as well? Your sound is very emotional and should write lyrics. Maybe we write a song together one day. I love emotional people, you know. You're so charming and so so full of energy. And thank God I've still got the energy in 75. The rest is a little bit weaker. Dann küss mich doch. You know, a funny thing is that in the Swedish pre-selection in 2011, a girl called Jenny Silva competed with the song Something in Your Eyes, and that one is extremely similar to Dann kiss mich doch. You know, there are only eight notes plus half notes, and there are sometimes uh, songs come to your mind, and the notes the notes are not the important. It's a combination with the w words and the notes, you know, and then you have a certain certain da 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 da. That's not the problem. It has to be the whole song, and when I hear always those words, hey, he stole this from there and stole this from there. I don't think people steal from other songs because when they start with the lyrics, they have a word in their mind. In 1983, you took a vacation from Eurovision, but were back the year after with one song in the German pre-selection. And I shiver when the host presents the song and you as a composer and the audience claps hysterically and loudly. Yes, I remember that. I was sitting on the piano myself and I played a... There was Tingle Tangleman. I'm sitting on the piano, but just trying to find the notes. Oh, Tingle Tangleman, fang zu spielen an. Bis ein neuer Morgen für uns alle kommt. was good. They sang nice, but we had no chance. I think it was Mary Rose who won, and the song was just great. Aufrecht gehen was a great song written by Michael Kunze and uh, Michael Reinecke. 
and we had no chance. I mean, he was just, she was fabulous, and the song was good. I wonder, was the song Wo geht die Reise hin also submitted? Yes, it was. I saw there was a pretty, pretty nice song. It was not, maybe not a Eurovision winner, but it was a view like we have today. Where are we going to travel tomorrow, you know? And where is the future going to be? It was kind of folky pop. And I sent it in. I don't think it would, could have won, but uh, I've just sent it in. You never know. Sometimes you love your song, but a few years later you say, it was okay, not the best, but it was okay. In 1985, you competed with two songs, and we begin with Grün, Grün, Grün with Kari Pucker. Grün, we have a party in Germany, the Green Party. You have it in Sweden, you have it, I think, in many, many countries. And it was just just as a, an idea to write a song about the situation of the uh, the attempt of, of the Green uh, Party to uh, just uh, make everything beautiful, you know? means everything has to be green. I can't 100% remember the lyric. I remember Karo Poke well. She did a good job, but she was also a beginner. from Rome was my big winner. Even on the album now with a new version from Heike Schaefer and I thought we could win. At the same time, my friend Bernd sent me a song and said, listen, here we have a song Hanna just, Hanna just wrote. And I said, well, we have this new group. Why don't we do it with them? So I killed myself with my own group, with my own song. <laughs> so we signed them and I picked this song für alle for the group which killed my own song, Glocken from Rome, in the end. But, as I said, it's, it's, you have to write and do the best you can, and then the public decides, because Heike, she sang really fabulous, and for Ale was just the winner. But Glocken from Rome was a big hit. In 1986, you competed with four songs. Do you remember them? 1986. We had 86. Tell me. 
<laughs> yes, I will tell you. You had a song Telephone with That's Life. Oh, Telephone, yeah. This was last. Yes. And you had Clowns with Clowns. Clowns with, which was from a musical which I've been working on 30 years and has never been released, but we're still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a so-called musical I wrote, I worked on with Michael Kunze and Bernd Meininger since 1984. We wrote a musical play which is three hours long. Oh God, I went uh, through many, many, many stations in the last 30 years to put this musical on Broadway. This was my big dream. We did six readings and presentations in New York. We did two presentations in Los Angeles and always with a cast of 30, around 30 people, including piano player and all. But uh, we wrote nine different versions and I never made it. To tell you the truth, I was trying for 30 years to put this play on the market, but I never was able to do it. Täglich Brot. Wir alle sitzen doch im selben Boot. Hast du nicht manchmal Lust, ein Clown zu sein? Clowns braucht die Welt, der das Lachen vergeht. Clowns bringen Farbe ins Grau. Clowns sehen die Zukunft als Erinnerung. Clowns, 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 damit unsere Welt nicht das Lachen verlässt. So. Maybe for the next few years, we do a German version now. And I always hoped to do it in English. I could never do it. But one of the songs was Clowns. And I said, maybe I touch it a little bit because it originally was supposed to go to the Deutsche Theater in Munich. And they promised it to me. But then finally I said, no, we're going to take an English play. So they do it it's just very hard to be a musical writer and musical producer is very, very hard. And That's why I'm so happy that we have Zeppelin next year. This is a big dream coming into Füssen, and uh, this will be the world premiere. Somehow, one of my dreams doing musical plays, which Abba did, which uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber did, and this is my dream. I wrote many plays already, but Zeppelin is maybe the best I've done until now. We have two more songs from 86. 86. I know we did not win. <laughs> yeah, you came second and third. Second, second was uh, We Belong Together. That was a very nice song, I believe, and we We, we worked as hard as we could, but I think it was Ingrid Peters who won, who I also picked the song. <laughs> and I got the song for her, and she was under contract with me. One of my home was a staff producers, Werner Schüler, he produced it then, but I picked the song for her, and I also killed myself. It's twice, <laughs> uh, three times I did that because I liked the song of Hans Blum so much. And when I have the artist, I don't care where the song comes from. You know, I just like the song for her. And we send it in. 
and she was in and I was in with Genghis Khan family and killed myself again as a composer. <laughs> Do you remember what you came third with? I came third with, with I have angst. No. Die Engel sind auch nicht mehr das, was sie waren. Yeah. Die Engel sind auch nicht mehr das, was sie waren, denn sie schließen die Augen mit ihr. Chris Hart. There was a nice song which was also, by the way, in the musical Johnny Blue uh, and the angel. You came second then with Genghis Khan. No, it was Genghis Khan Family. Genghis Khan Family. Yes, it was not the original Genghis Khan. It was Genghis Khan family. So we made, there were only two of the old group and, and the others were new ones. Because, you know, uh, Louis Potkita died and Steve was not there anymore. So we did a special group and uh, I hoped they would do it, but it couldn't be better than Über die Brücke gehen. It was a great song and we had no chance. So we were second again. And I said, second is the worst place in the world. <laughs> Uh, let's listen to some hits from Genghis Khan you composed in the time between. and the other side of fame. Yes, Rome is probably the best of all of them because uh, Rome, I, I always wanted to do Rome. Rome is so imperious, it's so fantastic, so great, you know. And the, the idea of Rome was to think about the old Rome in the old days, in, in the days of Herodes and Christ, and then changing in the song to the new Rome, you know. It was a so-called 2000 years change into the new Rome, you know, which is modern style and modern funny living. And then in the end, you had... Roma, 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 che bellissima città. Yeah? But it yeah. had a hard time on the radios. You know, the radios don't like to play six-minute songs. 
Uh, I heard a rumor that this year you sent a song called Wer sind gebrannte Kinder? Oh, you're talking about 86? Yeah. But I wrote for Dalia Navi. We, we released it and the Raiders did not play it. The subject, the lyrical subject, probably didn't like because she was Jewish and they probably misunderstood the word because gebrannte Kinder means we are children who have learned, you know. We have learned uh, what life is and we have learned about many things like you say a child puts his finger on, on, on a stove and burns his finger but the word with gebrannt means that the other way burned you know and people misunderstood it so some of the radios didn't play it i'm sorry because daria love was such a was such a fabulous artist and personality she's in god's hand now in heaven In 1987, you competed with five songs, and the funny thing here is that my favorite of these songs got the worst place. Aus? No, not aus. Träume tun Sandy Derricks, but she was a very, very newcomer, you know, a newcomer, and she had no chance against uh, uh, Wind and no chance against Maxi and Chris Garden, which were so strong. I mean, the, this funny story in '87 was really that um, I submitted a few songs and they were all in, you know, which is terrible for a record company because you don't know what to do. We had all together five songs in the last 12, we had five, six in the last 20 chosen out of six or seven hundred songs and when the jury opened the letters and they all found my names and it was a catastrophe because the whole thing took place in Nuremberg and I had to do for every group and every singer the best you can, you know. You have to help him, you have to support him, you have to say, hey, good luck, you can do it. And if you have five or six singers in the same competition, it goes on your nerves, it goes on your mind, it goes in your heart and also on your pocket, because it's very expensive to send for every group. You had a choreographer, we had a choir, then you have the makeup, you have the dresses, you have all those things together, and you hope at least that one win. And the, in the end, uh, when when Freedom for the Teddy Bear, one of my favorite songs, Maxi and Chris Garden, became second, some people said, wow, Ralph is second again. And then there was, let the sunshine in your heart, and I wrote this under a different name, under pseudonym, you know. And some people were already happy, said, Ralph is not winning again. 
And then uh, Katarina Valente, a very famous singer, she stood up and said, and here's the winner, last year's honor in thine herds, and uh, here's Bernd Bastino and Peter Elverson and Bernd Meininger, and I stood up and <laughs> he was painted, you know. And then you have the, the, the other people in your own group as record company. And it was somehow, naturally we were happy we would win, but you always have five losers, you know. So you have to take more care of the losers and being happy to win. And you have to take care more of them than yourself. I said you before that Troy Matunve was my favorite. And you, did you know that this song has become an anthem among Eurovision fans? No. You I didn't? Never, no. It's the first time I hear that. We talked here before about the song you came second with, Frieden für die Teddybären, written with lyrics by band Meinunger. <laughs> style but uh, the girl is what was wonderful the kid was so nice and her face was so beautiful and she said she looked like a teddy bear it was just a peace song for the teddy bears for, for the they should not know about uh, war and they should not know about us just grow up slowly you know and i love that song yeah <laughs> do you ever write the lyrics of your songs yourself no most of the time i pick up titles Titles of my friends, I said, send me titles, only ideas, 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 ideas. And then I start writing the song, almost finish it with a title. I know your father once competed in the Eurovision as a lyricist. With a song called Telephone. Yes. Yeah. 1957, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Telephone, Telephone, long war ich allein. Sag, wann werde ich zum Lohn endlich glücklich sein? My father was, first of all, a great composer, a great lyricist, and a publisher, and a singer. He was just an, a great personality before the war as singer, solo singer, and then as composer. And he wrote together with Gerhard Winkler many, many famous songs as lyricists. And he wrote some very famous songs also in Germany. He died very young, was 61 years old, but he was a fabulous person. He spoke five languages and he was not my idol, but I loved him as a, as a personality. My idol as a composer was always George Gershwin, you know, with a different way of writing. But my father and my mother were fabulous. My mother was an operetta singer. She was a well-known star also in the 30s and 40s in Berlin, Admiral's Palace, and also in Munich, Gärtnerplatz Theater. And I, I inherited maybe some of that, as my grandfather was also already composer and conductor, you know. So I'm third in the row of the singers. <laughs> Uh, 
have you ever had a song where you have had the lyrics completely replaced, like to change the entire meaning of the song? Yes, uh, it was Johnny Blue. I heard blue, 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 mommy, blue, 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 da, 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 blue, blue, mommy, blue, mommy. I said there is mommy blue, and then Burns said, well, "Why? Let's make Johnny blue." That was one of the songs where I just read blue, 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 mommy, blue. blue. But that's one of the very few ones. Mostly, I always try to find the title. Let the sunshine in your heart. You know, I always tried, and then I started working on the song. In 1988, you won with Lead for Einer but my favorite was Tanzengen. write more songs for Tammy Swift? No. In those days, in, in, in the 90s, we had 30, 40 artists we worked with together, our whole group, our family. And you cannot do everything. And you see, she was also a little bit young already. I, I think I remember I told her, come back in a few more years, then you're stronger. And she was so pretty and so nice, but I think she was 14 years old or something like that. But didn't you wrote Ich hab getanzt mit Michael Jackson? Ich habe getanzt mit Michael Jackson. You know, it's so sweet that you know those songs. Because every song I wrote, I really wrote it with whole passion. And I think that what you can also hear on the productions today, sometimes if you hear the songs which I did 30, 40 years ago, they still sound good because we did it with live musicians. Most of it, it was a different time. Also, we invested more money than people invest, the record companies invest today because they don't sell enough records. So I invested a lot of money in the production. In 1989, you got a third place with the edgy singer from the trio Mekado, Dorcas Kifa. I This was, I shouldn't say always one of my favorites, but I really liked it. We, we did a recording with a 30-piece live orchestra. This was the song which is just the feeling that the girl is afraid what's happening up there. Like we have Corona today in the old days. We had other problems, you know, from, from war to, to other diseases. And if, if a young girl actually thinks about the future, it's always as so she was afraid. She's afraid that something happened. She's a good star in TV shows. She did a lot of movies and we're still in connection. She has a baby now and she's a happy girl and we are still in contact. And one of my favorite artists in the last 20 years, even if we don't work together anymore, we are very close friends. Only one song this year in the pre-selection. How come? To tell you the truth, 
I, I think I only sent this. I'm not sure. Wasn't the song Wir sind stark genug also written? Uh, this I wrote for her. Probably send it in two, I don't know, but it was not accepted. It was just not accepted. We did it as a single later on. It's very good, but too, too average. I tried very hard with her. <laughs> I tried many songs with her. Later, 1991, you had no song. Were you getting tired of Eurovision or did the Eurovision getting tired of you? I think Eurovision got tired of me because I remember I sent in one song which was called, I think, uh, Leben und Leben lassen with Kati Kane. Yeah, the blonde one from, from Mekado. Which I also brought back in 94 because I liked her so much. When I like the singer, I try to do everything to bring him back or if it's possible in the group or in the musical today, just just because I I appreciate their way of working. After 92, you you came third with Lena Valaitis. Wer sind uns wieder? No, was second. Lena Valaitis was second, and I wanted her to win because. But I won with another song. Träume sind für alle da, and we wrote there was wind. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but 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 I'm pretty sure you came third uh, because second yeah, I... came Blau Engel with Licht am Horizont. If you say so, you're right. And I, I love that song. And Lena is fabulous. You know? She is just a great, great personality. And uh, and she has that famous voice which you recognize, which probably Dorcas does not have. didn't make it so that was it and this song was originally a song which I wrote <laughs> for our former published uh, record company thank you thank you BMG <laughs> but the wind was not standing so much behind the song and the song was okay but it was not so strong it was it thank you thank you to my from my heart would have been better than Troymus and for Alida but <laughs> It's okay, but it was not the greatest song of my life. <laughs> uh, in '93, München Freiheit was chosen. Did you never got the question? I've had the question only one time in my life. That was in '94. But they asked five different producers. They asked five producers to submit a song to the MDR, which is the uh, one of the stage German stations. And so everybody, I think, submitted songs, and then uh, Mikado was chosen. You know. 
but um, they never asked me. <laughs> Only this one time. You told me when we talked last time in the podcast that you sent three songs to the internal selection in '94 for Mercado, yes. and yes. that was "We're Giving a Party." Together in blue jeans. Together in blue jeans, ready to go. Together in blue jeans, goodbye and hello. Keep it cool, take it easy, get it on and leave me. That's the way we wanna live. And chance. We get us one more chance, only one more chance to make it a life worth living. We are taking what we are given. Oh, we get us one. But I wonder, wasn't Teddy Bears and Roses also written with Eurovision in mind? Yes, I think we finally decided for those three songs. Or I, maybe I also sent Teddy Bears and Roses, I don't know. At least we did those four songs mainly, which we sent in, and they have picked We're Giving a Party. Teddy Bears and Roses, Same year, 1994, you composed a song with Village People. Yes, that was for the football team. There's a big problem if you were writing for football, you know. I did in the 80s, I did Michael Schanze with Ole, 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 España. And if the team is good, your song has a chance. But the village people were then far away in America. So the German football team went to America and they didn't make the last eight, you know. So the song is up in a chart and blop, it's dead. You have to be lucky. Sometimes you're lucky, you can write whatever you do. You just have to be lucky and then God gives the answer and then we know what's going to happen. Sometimes great, sometimes no. As I said, life is a roller coaster, you know, up and down.
my play Zeppelin, as I said, which comes out next summer, is my big dream that people see it. And I hope even people from Sweden or whenever come down to to Füssen. Füssen is great because you save the castle of King Ludwig, you know, Neuschwanstein. And then in the evening you can see the show of Zeppelin and you will understand it. It's even written in both languages. The Hindenburg travels from Germany to America. So it has a lot of American passengers as well. I mixed up most of the song, many of the songs you will hear that on the CD uh, plus one, half in English and half in German. Many people will understand it without even knowing what's, what's going on. <laughs> Germany came last in Eurovision with only one point. Was it painful to watch when you knew that you had lots of better songs? What song was it? Verliebt in dich. Stone and Stone one day came to my office and called and called me and said, Ralph, can we see you? I said, why not? Well, what's going on? Ralph, listen, we were picked from the ARD, from the, from the main, main TV station, to represent Germany. I said, well, that's great. What do you need me? Well, can you help us? I said, well, let me hear what you're doing. So they played me the song, and I said how hard time they had to sing in German. If they would have sung in English, they would have had a better chance. And In Love With You is not the most outstanding title, you know? And, uh, well, would you release our, our, our song? I said, well, let's have fun. I release it. They were nice people. They had no chance, but, I mean... You feel always bad for somebody. And especially the worst is when the press in the end hits on your head. You're already depressed enough, you know, with this bad place. And then the press hits on your head wherever they can. As I said, I didn't write it. I didn't produce it. I just tried to say, okay, we'll release it. And that's what we did. And more I couldn't do for them either. In 96, you got a third place with the song Echoes. I tell you something. Uh, this is really a deep problem in my heart. Because I loved this song, because I got especially got Daniela Cianatescu from Romania, and uh, with this atmosphere from this pan flute, she's one of the best pan flute player in the world, and Angela Wiedel, who she actually comes from folk music, she's a big folk music star. She got all the prizes in the world, as being probably the best yodel artist in the world. And I said, what can I do? I had this idea that we put together this pan flute and her, and And I said, okay, to make it interesting, we had this so-called black choir. And I think it was something which was totally different. It was not mainstream. It was just something which I had in my mind. It was specially written for the Eurovision to make something different. <laughs>
assert, that's okay. But the problem was that the winner was not even accepted in the finals through a so-called pre-competition, and then Germany did not compete at all. And that made me a little bit sad, because the winner in the end of this year was a very smooth ballad down that musical line, which we did with Angela, with Angela and then Daniela Cianatescu. So I said, God, what if we could have had a chance with the flute? I think it was Ireland, or I put it on on the album because it's it's very different. It's it new age Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in '97, you won again with the ballad "Sight" and came seventh with the pop song "Engel." And what you don't know, I originally wrote the song for Esther Offerim, and Esther Offerim was supposed to sing that song, and maybe we would have had a bigger chance in also Dublin. Yes, yes, it yes. was in Dublin. The idea originally was that Esther Offerim, as a Jewish lady, sings for Germany, time, time heals everything. And this was very emotional. Do you still have the version with Esther Offerim? No. She, she came to Munich, she heard the song, she loved, she wanted to do it, and then, okay, I'll do it. I have a few uh, little questions for the arrangement. I said everything to do but we had no contract yet. And then one of my people from my office uh, flew to Hamburg with a contract and not to say how much, but she asked for an advance, which was so high that I had to say no. I wish I would have said yes, finally, but the, the advance was just too much for me. If Esther would have sung it, we would have been probably way up there because she's a great performer, you know? She was one of the best performers in, um, we ever had in Germany. Yeah. yeah. But please tell me about Engel. didn't know what they take, you know. As I said, I always prepared three or four songs the whole year, which I thought could be chance. This five girls did a good job. Everything was okay, but I killed them with sight. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone needs to take a break now, especially from me. As I said in the introduction, I have 10 CD boxes that you can win. All you have to do is to share this episode on your social media account, tag some friends that shouldn't miss this and do the hashtag EurovisionLegends and hashtag ZeppelinDoesMusical. And don't forget to make the post public or else I won't be able to see that you have posted it. I will then select 10 persons at random among you who have posted. The lucky winners will be contacted and notified by the end of October 2020. And if you don't need this break, well then go directly to part 2 with Ralph Siegel. (laughs) 